It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, Angie, I want to take a look at some headlines with you and uh, kind of talk through some of these different trends that we're seeing nationally. Do you feel these things locally as well? And just sort of get a pulse on the industry in a few different angles. Uh, The first one was from a Caldwell banker in Harris Poll, and it's talking about folks getting ready to move in the next 12 months. And it shows that a big group of millennials and Gen Zers have increased interest in moving within the next year. So, in fact, the numbers were pretty big. 44% of Gen Z, so almost half of Gen Zers, and 35% of millennial homeowners say they're preparing to sell in the next 12 months. Are you kind of feeling that same energy in those age groups and brackets? Are they on the move right now? Yeah, and, and, you know, I I think everyone loves looking at the investment standpoint of a sale. And so if they're not, like, emotionally tied to a home – it makes sense, right? Cash out, get some of the equity out of the home, make a transition. Um, so we are seeing that a lot of sellers, um, and you know, I, I know they're talking about Gen Z and millennials, but I'm just seeing a lot of sellers in general wanting to take advantage of the market. You know, they're just trying to figure out their next steps. But yeah, we, we are definitely seeing that. People are, are tapping into that equity, not just in like a refinance notion, but saying, hey, they just do the whole sale, tap into that yeah. equity and, and then restart with the new home somewhere. For sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It also means that a lot of folks are going to be planning to sell because they're kind of in this, especially maybe the millennial generation and the Gen Z's, they're going to be doing it for the first time in their yeah. lives. Are, are you working with a lot of first time sellers right now? It's a mix, you know, I wouldn't say okay. necessarily first time, but um, definitely a mix, you know. With the appreciation in the market, it has allowed, you know, people to uh, go into more of like move up homes, right? Um, so where they have a, a certain home and now that home has an additional 100K in equity in it, you know, just because of the appreciation of the market, it's allowing them to move up in, in means of like a nicer, larger, a little bit more expensive of a home because of that build in equity that they've automatically earned. So yeah, we we definitely are seeing that. I can't necessarily say that it's, you know, first time home sellers versus repeat home sellers. You know, we're we're seeing probably an even mix there. Um, But the overall, you know, seller's market has a lot of people thinking about moving. Very good. Uh, That definitely is a lot helpful. I'm curious, just from a side comment here, what's maybe there's a better way to phrase this, but more more difficult for you or who do you have to guide more a first time home buyer or a first time home seller? I would say definitely a first-time home buyer, 100%. Um, just with the, you know, scarcity of homes in the market, you know, just really educating them up front on what's needed to win in the market, what they can expect. You know, sellers kind of just get to sit back and, you know, kind of recoup the benefits, I would say. Um, but yeah, for a buyer, most definitely, it's a lot of education that goes into working with a first-time home buyer, 100%. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess it, even if it's somebody's first time selling a home, they've at least been through a transaction before on the buy side to become a seller. So uh, they've at least got a little bit of experience, even if they weren't on the other side of the table. So that that is probably very true, I can imagine. 
Uh, all right, another headline was about buyers being priced out, and there's even more of them now, Angie. The National Association of Realtors says the cost of buying a home compared to just one year ago has increased by 40% due to higher prices and the mortgage rates going up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that, that's like that's a big number, 40% increase yeah, in a year. It is huge. It is huge. And, you know, it's it's just become the, the new norm that our, our average price point is just higher than normal. You know, I know specifically like in our MLS, um, when we looked at it recently, you know, average price point around a 450 mark, but the average active listing was more around a 600 mark. And so that goes to show you that how quickly, you know, average sales price, of course, is based on what happened almost 30 days ago, right? Okay. Because they went under contract 30 to 45 days ago, and now they're closing. But as far as the active listings, you know, when you put a home on the market, you're following the recent trends. And so, you know, the active price point is already so much higher than even the average closed sales price. Great point, Sanji. And yeah, we're seeing these different competing factors right now. You know, job numbers have been good lately, which usually propels the housing market forward. More people working and making money. That's a good thing. But we've got inflation, mortgage rates going up, and then this price growth that can maybe dampen growth a little bit because it's pricing out those buyers. So that question still remains throughout the year. You know, we've still got this unsustainable perhaps home price growth can that keep going will it eventually reverse with some of these different factors playing out and just nobody knows at this point right yeah i mean i don't think any of us can answer that question but i do feel strongly with the amount of reloads coming into our area and coming from many states that are a lot more expensive than our state that you know there's not going to be a um i guess a loss of buyers out there just because we have a lot of people moving from like new york and california and you know they're coming out to our area and they have a lot more cash on hand you know the price of our homes that seem just insane and uh just crazy as far as you know what you can get for a home to them it's still a slam dunk, you know, um, because their home prices are just so much more in their market. So um, I think with the amount of people moving to our area, the the home price growth is not slowing down anytime soon because we still have a lot of buyers that can afford the homes. If you want to talk about uh, this with Angie and her team, you can call or text her at 919-538-6477. You can talk about home affordability, where in the triangle and some of the surrounding communities might be the best fit for you with your budget and what you're looking for in a home. And if you're a seller, you can talk a little bit more about, yeah, just exactly what opportunity is out there for you in the market right now. 919-538-6477. Angie, I know expectations that we can sell our homes for a high amount are high right now. Like people are are expecting to be able to, because all we hear about is how good it is for sellers out there and homes flying off the market and and how expensive the homes are. It gets any seller excited. Even with those high expectations, I'm curious, do you actually still find people surprised at what their home's able to sell for? Yeah, I mean, we definitely see that some are, are shocked in a good way, you know, like, wow, my home's worth that. Um, on the flip side, though, we we still run into some sellers that are just not realistic with where their home should be priced. You know, they... Um, you know, they, they've made a pretty penny and they've seen some great appreciation, but they think that it should be even higher. So we, we see both end, ends of that. Yeah, definitely. I, I can imagine that. That's great. Uh, all right. One one more to talk about. This one, not so much about the uh, economy and moving pieces and all that kind of stuff. We're, we're back to that old home upgrade conversation. But I like this one, Angie, because we're not just talking about necessarily 
you know, like, okay, should I do countertops or what about this upgrade and that kind of thing. But this one was kind of fun because uh, you, you remember Angie's List uh, from back in the day? I feel like, you know, it used to be on our commercials all the time. Uh-huh. All, sorts. all the time. It still exists. It's just called yeah. Angie without the E. So huh. it's just A-N-G-I, but they're still around and uh, rebranded, I suppose. So this isn't a study by you, Angie, but the other, <laughs> the other Angie. I would like to, uh, you know, claim, you know, that that was my great invention, but unfortunately it was not. That's right. That's right. Uh, so what they did is they did a bunch of research and some surveys and some data gathering and all that good stuff. And they assigned a price premium, uh, basically a value to, you know, hey, people who sold their homes with this feature – we can predict that that feature added X amount of percent to their home value when they sold or to the sales price. So what was the premium from up adding this upgrade into a home? And so they went through each room and looked at all the different upgrades that you can do and wanted to find out which ones provided the biggest boost in markets all across the country. So this is interesting. Uh, a couple of these actually were kind of surprising to me. Uh, so in the bathroom... Double sink vanities were the number one upgrade that boosted your price. I thought that was pretty interesting, but it makes a lot of sense. Like that double vanity in a bathroom is a pretty, like, pretty clutch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and I, I don't know if necessarily it'd be interesting to see really that correlation as far as price point goes, but I could definitely say you would get more buyers who would like that home, um, who, you know, they don't want the limitation of only one vanity versus the double. So I could see how that would, I guess, overall then boost the price. Yeah. And there's a lot less uh, money that goes into like just throwing a vanity in a double sink vanity versus, you know, like a complete, you know, a tile bathroom tear out kind of thing. You know, there's so much more money that has to to go into an upgrade like that. So yes. m- maybe the vanity replacement's a little bit simpler. Now, not all of these are simple. In the bedroom, an ensuite bathroom was the thing that boosted the price the most in that particular room, which yeah, yeah. makes sense. I mean, right? I, I could definitely see, yeah, have the private bath. I mean, is... I mean, I, I love a private bathroom, you know. You yeah, don't have to go into the hallway. Um, yeah. So I think the more private bathrooms that you have in a home um, where they are, you know, an ensuite and they're actually connected to the bedroom, I think that is 100% a plus. Now, this one really took me by surprise. In the kitchen, a pot filler above the cooktop was like the number one boosted price upgrade. Really? Yeah. That yeah, one takes was, me by surprise, too. It was like a three-point-something, like 3.2% increase in home price by having a pot filler above the cooktop. Uh-huh. I guess just because our last home we had a pot filler, and we do not at this home. And you don't And I could care much. less okay. that we, we do not have. It's one of those things you use it like once, I feel like. Um, it is almost easier just to take the pot to the sink and fill it and bring it back. I'm going to be um, honest. I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. I didn't. I uh, didn't know that existed. That people yeah. put in water above their. I don't see them top. as much. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, you know. I think typically is starting to get into more of a luxury price point is when sure. you're seeing those more. But I don't which, know. I which feel which like may be the correlation to the high price, right? If it's more of a luxury yeah. item, then you know that can then maybe sway the data a little bit. But I thought it was maybe. interesting, if nonetheless. Yeah. You know. Huh. Yeah, wouldn't have, wouldn't have chosen that one. I just learned that they exist. I, I just, I'd never seen one in person before, the, uh, the, the pot filler above the cooktop. But yeah, I yeah. looked at some pictures online. They look nice. I mean, it's kind of a cool, a cool look to have it coming out of the wall, and they had some fancy-looking ones. So it's interesting, at least. Is, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> in the living room, fireplace was listed as oh, yeah. a good thing to boost. So that's nice. Uh, 100%, 100% agree here. Um, you know, there has been many times that a buyer has said, I'm not buying the home because it doesn't have a fireplace. Even though they would never use it, it's more of the ambience and it's just the norm in the area. And so um, I 100% agree with that. 
that one certainly is market dependent. I would imagine that's a very low uh, yeah. priority in like Florida or something like that. But I'm I'm kind of in that category. Like it would be very difficult for me at this point to buy a home without a fireplace. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you as well. Because uh, we use ours quite a bit during the winter. Do you? Yeah. And we don't even, uh, to be honest, we really don't use ours, but... I think it's just become the norm, especially in this mm-hmm. area. So I, we're, I think we're it, definitely in the like three to five times a week in the winter. Oh, ours. wow. Wow. Okay. And is yours wood burning or is it we're, like... We're wood burning. Oh my gosh. Oh, if we had a gas wow. fireplace, it'd be every every night. Really? Yeah. Really? When, when wow. we went on vacation in the mountains earlier this year, yeah. it had a gas, a gas fireplace. I mean, uh-huh. I'd wake up in the morning and throw that thing on while I was that making breakfast funny. and watching TV. I just loved yeah. the ambiance. I don't know why we really, we don't ever really use ours, you know? No, we don't. We don't. I think, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just, I grew up with uh, our home in Greensboro when I grew up. Had this huge, re- like really cool fireplace. Like it wasn't the normal, um, like low to the ground fireplace. It was elevated uh-huh. quite a bit. Like you could, Ooh, interesting. like it was at uh, even more than chair height, if you would. So it had several stacks of bricks up. So you could, and then it was a very wide, uh, what is that? The hearth? 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 Hearth. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you could actually sit on it like in a normal seated position as if it was a bench you know, or a chair in front of the fireplace. And so I just have a lot of fond memories of ice storms in Greensboro growing up and snowstorms, losing power and cooking hot dogs over the fireplace. How fun. (laughs) How fun. Those are great memories. Huddling around it. So yeah, it's just always been something nice and, and brings a lot of warmth to the house, I think. So I agree. In any event, that's a big one. And then exterior, what's an upgrade out there? This one will come as no surprise to Angie, I'm sure. The old outdoor kitchen, certainly those yeah. have been in for quite a while and, and even more popular now with you know COVID and post-COVID world. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely um, something that I, I could see that people would pay more money for a home because it has an outdoor kitchen. So just the convenience um, of the built-in kind of amenities. Um, and it looks really nice as well. So I agree. That was the one side of this article where they broke down individually the top upgrades in each room. The other takeaways from the article, they looked at the top uh, 40 markets all across the country and then looked at what was the overall biggest upgrade, most popular upgrade that provided the high value in each of those locations. And so the ones that I noticed popping out the most were garages, you know, homes with garages in tons of different markets add quite a bit of value to a home. Oh, yeah, 100%. S- swimming pools obviously popped up a lot in the warmer where, climate. Where in the past, swimming pools, before COVID, though, swimming pools were not a, a thing of, like, a value per se. Like, if you would ask an appraiser, you know, what's the value of the pool? They would say it's kind of just like it really doesn't have a value mm. because some people loved them. Some people hate them. But Different now pools now, are a right? thing. And you try to get a pool company out. Oh, you're probably a year plus out oh, to, for, for building. Yeah. For building. Yes. Yeah, yep. Definitely. Uh, then fireplaces uh, where we just yeah. talked all about them. So that was definitely a big one. Again, market dependent there. Uh, fenced in yards. People love fenced in yards for the dogs. And I imagine fenced in yard value has gone up even more just with more yeah. uh, it's kind of the same covid reasons and more time spent outside and people a whole bunch of people bought more you know went and uh, adopted and bought more animals yeah. during, uh, during it, i mean it's true yeah yep. and then upgraded countertops that one will never change uh, of course Agreed. providing a major boost in value so nothing surprising there but always good to get the reminders and, and see some of the popular things that are happening you've been listening to the savvy real tour podcast i'm walter storholt alongside angie cole She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. 
Listen to past podcast episodes on the website. Read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.